There comes a time in life when your movie franchise starts earning in the billions. And what happens then? Oh, you get egos. Yes, you get egos. And what happens when the two biggest stars of your billion-dollar movie's egos clash with each other? Spin-off, baby! We're talking about Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw! Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your new favorite show, The More You Nerd. My name is Drew, and I am here to talk about a movie, I guess, for somewhere between 45 minutes to an hour. Maybe I'll hit the NOS and we can get done in a tight 15, but somehow I don't think that's going to happen. So I need the Hobbs to my Shaw to join me. Miles, how are you, friend? I'm doing amazing because we get to talk about fast and furious presents Hobbs and Shaw two Hobbs for Shaw I am so excited about this week's episode You've been saving um, that one haven't you yeah that one's <laughs> I have been saving that literally like since we started this whole whole shebang is because it's so stupid and I love it so much um I remember because now we're getting in territory where it's like oh yeah I remember seeing the trailer for this movie and I remember like you know, again, having largely ignored this franchise in my entire adult life, I remember being, OK, that kind of makes sense. They're big stars. And I mean, I know Jason Statham because I've watched his action movies um, and I've always enjoyed his movies. He's got something about him. I've watched even some of his like what came out here as direct video movies. And it, there's something about just him in general that always makes for an entertaining watch yes. it's, it's 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 something about his on-screen charisma that just always works for me this movie has a stacked to the gills super talented amazingly charming cast and the rock i i don't know what you're talking about i thought the rock was great in this i think that i i know that drew drew has had his crusade against hobbs ever since uh uh fast and furious and admittedly i will also agree that uh chris morgan's writing did not help however morgan wasn't alone this time uh you had drew pierce uh kind of sharing the screenwriting duty uh, duties uh this is someone who has written on uh, iron man 3 as well as uh mission impossible rogue nation and uh, I think I did. He did. Uh, oh, yeah. He uh, wrote and directed uh, Hotel Artemis, which is a really, really cool movie. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you really, really should. So, so um, I, will, I will say at the start of this. I don't want to come off too strong, but at this point in I, I, I yes, Hobbs was written better in this movie than he has been in several previous movies. But I think. There was a time in in Dwayne The Rock Johnson's career where he was acting and playing characters. And then there became a time where he just became The Rock in movies. And this is this is one of those movies. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny because you're you're not entirely wrong because he started off being The Rock in movies and then he hit this little stride for a little bit where he was doing other things especially like in in the uh, not great get shorty sequel be, be cool. cool be the, cool he was great in be cool he that is was, phenomenal that was in that the movie first thing watching I ever the saw rock, him watching the rock give a monologue from bringing on will bring the house down it's so good and then i think i think part of it was when they brought the rock into the fran this franchise when they brought dwayne johnson into this franchise they wanted them they wanted him to be the rock they did not care about Dwayne Johnson as an actor or even as an outside personality. They wanted the rock on screen. I think as a, as a character performance, the strongest character performance he's done is in Fast and Furious and Hobbs and Hobbs's first appearance. And as we have talked about the Hobbs character, he sucks. But I think that is 
the rock playing a character. And as we have right. moved on and Hobbs has become more integral, uh, the, the Hobbs character has dissipated and the rocks character ha has, has come in and, and it's just, it's, I just, I don't I, know. I, I, I can't, I can't just say, Oh, it's, it's, I still think it's part of it's the character because you know, when, when the rock can also pull in, you know, Moana and do that so well like when when he's called upon certain things i think the rock can still bring it i just think no one's no one's asking him to do that they yeah. they want they want a a hyper extended version of what people used to see on wwe during the attitude era yeah. like they want to see the rock so we'll get to the rest of the cast as we kind of go through some of the plot here i'm gonna give a i'm gonna give a boilerplate just super fast whole entire plot of the movie you ready for this yeah okay london england there is a, a chase happening a super blonde <laughs> commando as well as a bunch of other commandos are finding a thing turns out it's some sort of uh some sort of goop and she injects it into herself oh no then then idris elba shows up um pause for just a moment Idris Elba is great in this. He is He's phenomenal. Fantastic. This is the best villain in the Fast and Furious franchise. Oh, yeah. For for antagonist purposes, the villain and the evil network, my favorite thing in the franchise as far as antagonists. We have had two villains in the franchise so far that have had actual like goals and reasons that they're doing the things they're doing. And one of them is Shaw, who is now a good guy. And the other one is is uh, uh, Idris Elba's character, uh, Brixton. Braxton. Brixton. Brixton, yeah. Uh, and uh, he's fantastic. Anyway, uh, but Brixton is. Um, and again, so he's a he's a common writer. <sighs> from the from the perspective of the 1970s, he's a common writer. Damn it, Miles, you're right. And I didn't want you to be, but you I are. I told you. <laughs> he is an evil common writer. <laughs> he, so he, oh my gosh, he's such a common writer. Okay. The, ba the bad guys of this movie are an evil organization that is trying to evolve humanity as well as release a mega virus that is going to kill all the weakness in humanity. And they or, or the weak people, the weak people. It, 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 it certainly sounds like a, a cult dedicated to AI, which is very timely. Yeah. Brixton is the motorcycle riding cyborg that they am that. He's a freaking common writer. <laughs> I even told you this and I, I'm surprised this didn't come up in a conversation. When we were talking about this movie before. Um, because if you because, said yeah. that, I had no context for it because I hadn't seen it. But right, good right. lord, I hadn't either. I just, I just, I had seen the trailers and I was like, yeah, he's, he's a common writer. Um, I didn't um, realize how right I was because they kept playing that black Superman line in the trailers, which is something he says like in the last in passing in the last thirty minutes of the movie. It's wild. It was a massive part of the trailers. Like, yeah, I'm Black Superman, and I'm like, that's not what the movie's about. <laughs> Um, so anyway, uh, the other character that we really need to talk about is uh, who we don't who I mean, you figure out who she is before everybody else figures out who she is in the film uh, is the character of Hattie Shaw, Deckard Shaw's sister, played by Vanessa Kirby. And she is fantastic. She's, She's fantastic. She is she, fantastic. She oozes as much of the same kind of on screen charisma and fast wordplay that that jason statham does like they keep up with each other very well uh she also has that on-screen charisma like when she's by herself like in in the um the interrogation room she's still commanding that scene oh yes as much as the character's written to but like she just absolutely pulls it and if the rumors hold out to be true that she's our susan storm i'm all for it i hadn't heard that that'd be perfect the the big rumor i keep hearing these these rumors of a cast nothing's ever come out but the the big rumor right now is that Vanessa Kirby is is the uh, front runner for Susan Storm. Uh, I, after seeing her in the first thing I've ever seen her in, am 
uh, putting a big check mark next to that. Yeah, I she's she's great. Um, um, we also get the return of Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren, just rocking it. Come on, her prison cell that's all decorated. <laughs> it's freaking great. <laughs> I love how she talks about it like it's a vacation. I'm just getting some reading done and da da da, da. and. Because like Jason Statham, Shaw comes to visit her, and this is the like kind of the opening sequence for him, and and he's like, "What what are you doing in here? Like, I know are you are you getting slow in your old age?" And and she's like, "No, I if I want to get out, I will." And he, you know they have this like fun repartee, and and um and the, the the plot device is introduced to us that there is an estrangement between him and his sister, who we find out about in this movie. Um, and yes, I mean, immediately after that, like, or before that, when we see what what happened with, uh, um, Vanessa Kirby's character before, before we know who she is, we can kind of piece, okay, well, we know who the sister is because he's the great bad guy. Well, then she must've gone to law enforcement. Must have. So, so Um, to, to make a long story short, the plot of this is that there is a, a super virus really funny that this uh was it came out in uh late 2019 uh, <laughs> right uh you know all of this stuff that's like if only we knew uh the the super virus that will decimate things that in order to keep it out of out of uh brixton's hands hattie injects it into herself but luckily it's not just a super virus it's a super virus in these sort of Capsules, capsules say. whatever that will dissolve in 78 will, hours or something, or something like, that. like that so she's on the run and it basically becomes a a game of hobbs and shaw being forced to work together to track her down and then tr- get the virus keep her out, alive keep, and keep her alive and get the virus out of her all while being on the run from brixton and all the stuff that happens in between. So yeah, like I said, tight ten. We're good. We are <laughs> out of here. So I love that this movie doesn't. It's weird. Like there, there are certain things where, it, it, like, like any great like eighties or nineties like action movie, telegraphs certain passes. But there are some lovely surprises in this movie. Like the in the first like ten minutes, the person who recruits Hobbs into this thing is none other than ryan reynolds what a surprise and right did he improvise all of his dialogue i would not be surprised because i think he, i did read that he did because he is so fast and and, and furious and dwayne the rock johnson <laughs> uh, he's too fast for dwayne <laughs> because uh, I, I i would i would i would bet that as well uh that that he is just doing and saying all of these things that are just all over the place. Um, it, it was, he like Ryan Reynolds is just very funny and very clever and the brick stabbing someone with a brick. How do you do that? <laughs> like it's, it's, it's so it's very, it's very choice. Um, well, and I mean, this, this is someone, the, the director is someone who has experience with Ryan Reynolds because he directed Deadpool too. Oh, well, there you go. Which was the movie he did before this. Um, he was also like a, uh, a code, a code, an uncredited co-director of John Wick and Atomic Blonde. So like, as well as last year's Bullet Train, which was super, super fun. Like this guy has a great action resume, which is, I think, why I responded so well to this movie, because it just felt like a, a fun ride. And yeah uh so having worked with ryan reynolds i'm sure he just turned the camera on and said you know ring ding do your thing do your thing deadpool let's and go honestly ryan reynolds uh little like <laughs> like kinship with the rock's kid is great too super funny uh, especially when we get to the post-credit sequence uh, at the end <laughs> that was a very very fun post-credit sequence anyway um uh, and and one thing I will say, uh, so I need to set the right expectation. I came into this movie with the wrong attitude. I, uh, I, as, as listeners of this show are aware, 
I'm a big fan of the Fast and the Furious movies when they're about racing cool cars on the streets and yeah, not I get that. And not when they are using a a, a fake super uh super surveillance thing <laughs> to hack a drone in the streets of LA or I mean this, this is a, almost like a, a hyper James Bond movie. And the, and the fact that this movie is coming out of again they were stealing dvd players <laughs> i know i know and now you have a literal cyborg that is <sighs> so i'm trying i'm doing my very <laughs> very best to separate those two things because if i i if also I, think you were you were sometimes watching these movies not in the best like atmosphere for I watching mean, sure sure Sure. But I, I'm just going to say I'm trying to be positive because that's what this show started out as seeing the positives and things. So I do want to talk about the positive things. The fight choreography. In the in this movie is pretty good, uh, especially it's the best the, has been in this entire franchise, especially the on the ground people fighting people scenes. Well, I mean, and, and when I spoke about this with the last movie, the best parts in that movie were like, oh, hey, Jason Statham got to cut loose. Jason Statham gets to do so much cool stuff in this movie. Yes, he really does. And and, and he does get to do some driving, uh, even though it's all. Fantasyland driving, because <laughs> there's a high speed chase where the tires are shot out, the car still goes. And and then after they escape from Brixton, they still just keep on going. And I'm like, he shot your tires. <laughs> but again, I'm looking at this in the perspective of someone. Someone gave an 80s movie script $200 million today. Mm. And, and that's exactly what this movie is. 100%. Um, and uh, I. Every time this movie does something that like. It feels super stupid, but it works for me. Like when. Um, they set up a, a joke so well for uh, when Hobbs and Shaw go off the grid and have fake documents made and Hattie and, and, and Shaw both go through TSA, no problems. Hobbs goes through. Because what's his what's the name that <laughs> that Shaw gave him? His name is Michael. Mike for short. Oxmall. <laughs> Mike Oxmall. This is so good. It's, it's not, so, it's so, it's not it's, good. It's, it's in no, fact it, very it's, bad. It, it's but see, yes, it's bad, but it's it's one of those so bad it's good things for me, where like it's super puerile and super like immature. But that is the relationship of Hobbs and Shaw. Or like you have these two like best in their field professionals, but their hatred for each other makes them act like complete idiots. And I love that. Um, and when he does show up on the plane as Michael. <laughs> and then we get our second surprise uh, cameo of the movie in law uh, air marshal Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart, man. Kevin Hart basically playing Kevin Hart. I mean, Kevin Hart and The Rock did Jumanji together. They have kind of a fun back and forth. That they yeah, like they did Central other. Intelligence. They did. They oh, did a bunch of stuff. They, they were they a, did duo a bunch of stuff for a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and they are kind of at least known to be kind of you know bros. So but they're, him but they're appearing also, in this movie is not a shock. They're also bros who pick on each other openly very much, and that was very much a part of this. But um. I, the only thing that I I dislike about Kevin Hart's per, portrayal and I mean Kevin Hart's play, playing Kevin Hart it's not a big deal um he was he was very very funny but um I wanted him to show up and punch a guy I wanted him to become I, the actual I, third I, member I, of the crew I, I, I'm I'm with you there um I I I would find criticism I honestly I, I want that with both him and Ryan Reynolds I wanted them both to have a larger role than they did well ryan reynolds, well, yeah. is, ryan reynolds is interesting because should we say it now or should we save it to the end i'm gonna say it now um, so there is there so so we talked about brixton 
uh, Idris Elba's character, who's working for this this futuristic Etienne. Um, that he taught so so when he gets all his orders from this mysterious voice that you never see who the voice is and you just see like wave audio waveforms yeah. on a screen and the split second that that voice started talking even though they put effects on it and they changed the modulation and all of that it is so clear from how it's spoken that this is ryan reynolds doing this voice <laughs> Yes. Um, and I think part of it was because initially they had tried very hard. Uh, they were negotiating with Keanu Reeves to play the voice of the leader of Etienne. And uh, I, I don't know the specifics. I don't know if he was too busy or he just didn't want to. Um, usually Keanu is down to clown m- most times. I mean, he he's he's appeared in SpongeBob. He's appeared. He appeared as the dream voice of Keanu in the Key and Peele movie Keanu. Like Keanu is really down to do stuff. And especially with a, a, just a voice role. So I imagine he was just busy. He was just busy. Um, but and, so, so but anyway, I was expecting as a result of that to get a late stage reveal that the head of Etienne was uh, Ryan Reynolds. CIA was Locke, agent. agent Locke. Yeah. But didn't turn out to be that way. Uh, which no, is fine, I, I guess I'm, I'm OK with that. Um, you know, I, I do wonder, like, because I, 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 I tend to be good at identifying voices and stuff. And I wonder if it was if it was just my superpower or if it was just really that obvious, because Ryan Reynolds has a very distinct way of speaking. He does have a distinct way of speaking. I didn't pick on it on it immediately. Um, and you are usually really good about picking out people's voices. So that doesn't surprise me. I don't, I don't, um, know, I don't know why. I think I've just watched too much TV. Cartoon specifically. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so, yeah, we're 20 minutes into the movie at this point. Um, and I also I love the kind of old cartoony aspect of having this just voice and you see like the computer representation of it. Like, I it like felt that. like that's great. I, I love great. that. Fine. I'm into it. I, I'm, I'm actually like, Eti- like I said, Etienne's been my favorite villainous thing in the Fast franchise so far. And I mean, it's we it's isn't the last time we hear from them. It's <laughs> stupid and cartoony, but in the right way, uh, because they have a, they, because we the, the reason I say that is because we now we have like at least some semblance of a rationale for what they're doing. Um, yeah, they, they give a reason, not a great one, but they give one. Yeah, like <laughs> we talked about Cypher last episode with uh, uh, uh legit i was expecting her to show up and be the leader because ah, her, her, be her, her dumbass philosophy was like kind of halfway there for etion so i was like i could see her being like yeah this is what she went on to be we'll see i mean we don't know what the future holds for well Drew and I don't know what the future holds for Etienne. I don't know if they pop up again or not. I should I should hope so with the way this movie ends. Um, I, I do. I do. Well, I, I I read a little bit ahead on this, so I do know that there are plans for a sequel to this featuring a character that we have not met. In yes. The in, in Hobbs and Reyes, which was announced like two months ago. So we have reached the halfway point of the movie. Uh, and they determine that they need to sneak into Etienne's headquarters compound mm-hmm. compound. And they need to get Hattie hooked up to this device that can pull the snowflake virus out of her system. Um, wonder if that's a coded reference um i i feel like it like as soon as you said that i'm like oh the snowflake virus that gets rid of all the weak people yeah i'm not into that that's <laughs> again mm. this is some eight this is some 80s ass nonsense i'm liking, to, like, I'm liking this not, even I'm liking this even less <laughs> no I'm, I'm 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 for it yeah i am i love it it's so dumb it's and again like th- that's that's me i this is the kind of dumb that I love. Like, this is the kind of like trash blockbuster stuff that I get into. Yes, I I agree. Like, if you loved where the Fast franchise was and was heading with it just being focused on crime and cars, I understand why 
Hobbs and Shaw being low-key a sci-fi anti-superhero movie might not work for you. I get that. I, I like the fact that we're just using characters that we have established and doing a new thing. And again, because this is a spinoff, I feel like they get the license to do something even dumber than they've done before. Yeah. Uh, so, um, <laughs> so let's, let's get to this, to this section. So an important thing about Deckard and Hattie Shaw, you know, those two, those two people that definitely grew up together. And one of them certainly wasn't in their twenties when the other one was born. Um, yeah, Vanessa Kirby's 35 and Jason Satham's 56. He's 56, by the way. He's looking good for being in his 50s. Just got to say. He looks great. I mean, well, obviously, he's, he's stayed in shape and takes his martial arts seriously. Uh, unlike some other like action stars that don't like Steven Seagal. Um, and, and his status as a martial artist is always nebulous at best. And he's like, a piece of work. The, the only reason that I even clocked that their ages were so different is because I know Jason Satham has been in movies since. Since, you know, yeah, yeah, forever. Forever, and the Statham, 90s at, le- at the earliest. Statham at least can look young. And, and it helps that like we've almost always known him as a, a bald or strictly low cut buzz. So... Like it's that Patrick, like I said to you, that it's that Patrick Stewart effect where like Patrick Stewart's been bald my entire life. Pa- Patrick Stewart's been bald since he was 19. And he's in his 70s now. 80s, actually, I think. I mean, I've seen pictures of him th- with hair, so it's it wasn't <laughs> those are all uh those are all fake. Really? Yeah. He's he he publicly has has been on on stage talking about how he lost his hair at 19. Interesting. Um but yeah, I, I've always known him as a bald person. So like to me, like from the age that I knew him, oh, you know, he's always just been that way. And so for 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 Deckard Shaw, like, yeah, I can see this guy who always always had a buzz cut or always shaved his head. And that's, you know, perfectly fine. So I, I, I honestly, it, it didn't seem that different. Also, like you said, he looks really good for 56. So and we don't actually know, like, how close in age are supposed to be. I assume pretty close if like well, the, the, the sibling saw, problems they have. We saw the two of them in the past and one was like 12. Oh, yeah, you're right. right. I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> like, they're really close in age. Yeah, they're like five years apart or some <laughs> nonsense. But again, because Jason Statham looks so good for his age, it works. Uh, yes. So this is where they, we get the uh, but the but the thing about uh, Hattie and Deckard Shaw is that they have these little scams that they were playing as kids and they named them after different British musicians. Uh, and Mick Jagger <laughs> is one that pops up. Uh, what's the other one that they do? Um, oh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, oh man, I can't remember what the other one was called. Honestly, I wanted more of them because I feel like they only did two. They only did two, and I wish they had done many, many more. Yes, because that would have been great. Maybe they're saving them for the sequels. I don't know. Uh, but the Mick Jagger in particular is where you pretend to defect to the other side and then take them down from the inside, which is a great thing. But I want to say, because mm-hmm. this, this, whole, this whole arc is dumb, but has some very fun moments to it. Um, one of the funniest being they, for some reason, have to go to two different doors to unlock doors on the other side <laughs> and, and Hobbs choose what chooses one door that only has one guy in it that is easy he easily takes out and then they have to keep the guys alive so that they can use their retinal scans to open yeah. the door on the other side and he just dings his really fast but then jason state uh, then shaw has to take down a room of like 20 guys <laughs> and he j- gets the first person up to the up to the 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 retinal scan it doesn't work and it just is now just a comedy of errors of him picking up an unconscious dude to take him over to the retinal yeah no it's it's great that's a fun banter because they can see each other through some glass so they're picking on each other but wordlessly which is really fun um at which the 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 best part of the movie to me miles is of course after they get through this uh brixton captures them both immediately um (laughs) 
they are then tied tied to, with chains to these chairs, then rigged up to some sort of electrical grid. Um, this is, by the way, the worst uh, fake electrocution I've ever seen in a movie. Oh, 100%. 100%. It was Absolutely. awful. Awful. Neither of them can do it. They don't even add any effect to it. I'm not even sure they did a sound effect, if I remember correctly. They're just like, it's, it's bad. It's bad. But they then uh, luckily Hattie is sneaking around and, and is, is, you know, stuff's happening. Uh, and so the Hobbs and Shaw decide that they are going to break out and tell Brixton that, you know, and this 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 is the best moment for Hobbs in the entire franchise. This is this is the best moment. He's pointing out, I'm going to I'm going to punch that guy in the face. I'm going to throw that guy into that guy. I mean, and, and as he's doing it, you're seeing close ups of all of the the baddies, all the goons mm-hmm. that Brixton has next to him. And, and that's what I'm going to do. And then Shaw gets up and he says. I'm going to do th- I'm going to f- flying kick this guy. I'm going to do this to this guy. And then at a certain point, he points to one of the same guys that Hobbs has already pointed to. And I was like, oh, it's the same guy Hobbs pointed to. And then Hobbs says, no, no, you can't do that. That's my punch in the face guy. You got to pick a different guy to do what you're going to do. <laughs> I, I liked that a lot. I thought that was very it, funny. It, it, it does forth. feel like a moment that might have happened organically. Um, that, that whole interrogation, because we're also told that a normal person could withstand three shocks. And of course, the rock say, oh, we could probably do five. And even 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 uh, yourself was like, five and again we get the the comedic amount of hatred these guys who've already reconciled him in past movies like going back and forth and arguing getting shocked like four times and so past the normal threshold and one more and they're possibly dead and like this whole scene is built up just so beautifully and it's it's such a fun stupid silly like just mousetrap of a scene and and we also get the yes uh the mick jagger reference that that hobbs and shaw like give to one another and and how they escape it's it's fantastic and and leads to like this i mean absolutely gratuitous but fun chase scene it does and 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 this is the thing about this movie this movie was super fun and we reach this point and have this big epic chase scene and they have the MacGuffin that they need. They've got the they've got the the thing. And it's like, all right, great. And then I look at the clock. There's still an hour left in this movie because this is not <laughs> yeah. the end of the movie. Like, I know I paused to go to the bathroom and I was like, we have how much more? <laughs> like this is one of my principal problems is that it's not that this it's not that this movie doesn't have fun moments. And it's not that there aren't fun moments after this midpoint. It's just so long. They This movie does bad boys to it, where the movie re- re- reaches the point where you think it's the end. And then, uh oh, no, we got 45 more minutes. Now, I personally thought that extra 45 minutes was super fun, just like in bad boys, too. But, Drew, I know you were not super keen on. So we find out. I will find out uh, during the course of this chase, the machine that is supposed to take out the capsules of Snowflake from Hattie has been destroyed or damaged. And we're told that I know someone who can fix it. The Rock magically brings up a, some a McGuffin we had uh, or a Chekhov's gun we had from the very beginning of the movie of Hey, Dad, why don't you who's this? Why don't you talk to your your brother anymore? Okay, let's let's pause for just a second and talk about uh, Hobbs's family tree that literally only has him and his daughter on it. Doesn't have her mom. Doesn't have. I I don't know where the mom is in the situation. Doesn't have doesn't have her aunt who we know she is staying with and is name checked in the movie like. Come on, Hobbs. Uh, and uh, yeah. some of that is because like this, this is such a classic, classic, classic action movie trope where it is a single dad and a daughter so that you can have the dad be a parent, but also be able to uh, smooch the yeah. hot ladies. I, I, I've lost count of how many times uh, Bruce Willis has done that. Um, 
speaking of switching hot ladies, um, it's time to to talk about what has been set up so poorly in this movie. And <sighs> oh, oh, yeah. So, so here's the thing. I I love the Rock. I love the Rock in these movies. I don't have the problem uh, with Hobbs that that Drew does. However, we do agree on one thing in that the Rock and Vanessa Kirby do not have any on-screen chemistry. Zero. So much so that when they do share a kiss, it's the most awkward thing I have ever seen. And it looks like these people have only read about kissing once a long time ago. And also, let's remember that she has a world-ending virus in her bloodstream. Don't kiss the 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 contagious person. I mean, I don't think that was considered. They're still in the capsules. Because if 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 he could catch anything, then then it's already too late. Um, that's yeah. the whole point of the movie. Drew. I know. I know. Um, I know. I'm, I'm just I'm just commenting on. No, that I, I, I do agree with you. I think their flirtations in the beginning of the movie before they even say anything about those two characters are not bad. But no, the whole thing. And but, but in that moment, those flirtations in the beginning of the movie feel like her manipulating him. Yes, absolutely. And that's why but, those work for me. There, I don't see any other chemistry between them, despite the fact no, that they, every other every other uh, character is like, oh, are, are they are they going to get together? Are they, are, you're flirting with her. It's like. It's, no, it, I, no, I, I, it I, I actually I am 100 percent on board with you on that one, because I think those two have and they're both great. But in that, especially in that in the kissing scene, uh, when they're on the cliffs, the cliffs of uh, Maui. Um, not a Maui, Samoa. Samoa. Um, it's just like, as a viewer, I knew it was coming. And then it's like, did they just have one take? Because like, she just like pops in for that kiss and then zips off. And I'm like, what? What just happened? Yeah, it's it's not it's not good. It's not. Good. Yeah, it, it, it isn't. So but we go to Samoa because we find out that the Rock's long lost family, not long lost, but long like left behind family uh, is there. Uh, he used to run with his brothers and his dad until he found out his dad was actually a really bad guy and turned him in and, and never the saw and his family again. Abandoned the, fa- abandoned the family, left the family because he couldn't face them after turning the dad in. But uh, Hobbs's brother is, quote, the best mechanic and therefore can fix this highly yeah, technical scientific machine. It's it's ridiculous. They they need a reason to get to Samoa because they had all these people that The Rock knows professionally, uh, who were all all uh, of Samoan uh, heritage on screen, including uh, a former Power Ranger star and um, and then a current WWE champion uh, Roman Reigns, who is allegedly a distant cousin of the rocks because they come from the same tribe, I think. Um, and I love this whole setup because it is, it is very much like a, like a, a surf ninjas kind of setup where like this military force is coming on to this, these Island people and, Oh, we can't use guns. So we're going to use uh, the, the weapons of our people and we're going to make traps and all this stuff. And I get to see The Rock and Roman Reigns do some wrestling moves. And we get the the of course, the one appearance of Nos in the entire movie in a scene where a bunch of like old trucks are taking down a helicopter. Yeah, this is all stuff that happened in the movie. Um I know you do not like this this so, so uh, here's the sequence thing. of events. Here's the thing. Like, it, if it. in under uh, in under other circumstances, I would have liked it more. I can forgive I can forgive them you know the oh my brother's the best mechanic because at least they show what he does and he's got like a laser cutter system right. that he's remaking the parts and things like that. That all works. Hattie using like a 1998 Dell Inspiron rugged to hack into the control chip system. No, it's not how it works. Just give her a new computer because they clearly have that tech 
on the island. Yeah, I, 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 I don't disagree with you there. Um, and, and then, of course, this being a spinoff, uh, focusing on Hobson Shaw, you do have to wonder why at no point, at no point, did Hobbs not contact any of the team? Well, because uh, his phone was thrown out the window, so he couldn't. Um, yes, at, at two hours in the movie, I'm talking at any point. Exactly. At any I point. Mean, you, I mean, heck, if you needed someone who was good with um, going against supercomputers, Tej and Ramses. Miles, Miles, <laughs> pause. How come when uh, the Green Goblin is throwing bombs around uh, New York City, does Spider-Man not call up uh, Tony Stark and be like, hey, Tony, come help me with this? Because Iron Man hadn't come out yet. I'm talking about comics, brah. How come? How come? Oh, that now that happens. Uh, Mar- Marvel comics are a synergistic mess these days. How, co- how come Peter didn't call up Fantastic Four to come in and help him out with his problems? But yeah, um, it's it's comic book logic, which you know, whatever. Um, I know it's just it's one of those things where like, oh, these things happening on this scale in this exact type of way have been the plot of the last like four fast movies. So it's like, I understand that you wanted to separate your 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 two egos that's fine but like you know bring in someone bring in tej you know let the, luda have so, a moment so the the fact that is that is the other thing we have a lot of cameos in this movie but we do not have any cameos from the other fast movies and that is interesting i, I wonder if that that there's like it's it could be you two but like you don't get any of the other team i i I'm curious because I also think they wanted to differentiate that this was this was a spinoff movie with these two title characters, but we're we're Fast and the Furious presents. This is not a fast movie. So I mean, that that is that is another thing where it's like you you have to differentiate and it can't just be all of a sudden Dom and Letty and Tej and Roman come in and back the crew up at the very end because then it's just a fast movie it they can't be in the right i, st- I still i still think luda should have showed up because if they needed someone who was good computers i mean he's a phone call away um like when he when he brings up his 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 brother i'm like you you have worked with someone who was amazing at computer yeah, stuff you got, like you got two people and, and they they say uh you know that, that because etienne has hacked the media um, oh yeah, hmm. uh, and is I forgot about that aspect. Yeah, and is spreading all this thing like, oh well, maybe he can't contact anybody because they will track. They'll, yeah, they'll track. yeah, I, I forgot. I forgot about that aspect. Yeah, okay. No, I'm fine with that. I can. I, I can. Know. I can buy that. Um, so eventually, we we get our our big fight showdown uh, between uh, Idris Elba, The Rock, and Jason Statham. Uh, Idris Elba, who they finally are able to kind of get a couple licks in and mess Miles, with his Miles, implants. Miles, what if I told you that for the two of us to take on this one guy, all we needed to do was work together? <laughs> I mean, that's what everyone's it's, told them the entire movie. It's <laughs> so stupid. I'm okay with it, but that is this is the dumbest thing in the movie. I mean, but the thing is, like, these two guys are so bullheaded. Like, that's the whole point of the whole movie. Like, this movie would been wrapped up really quickly if those two guys would it. just work together. I get it. And, and, like, and, and what I will say about this is that them working together and the way they have to work together to take down Hobbs, I really appreciate because it inju- involves... Oh, Brixton, thank you. The, we're not taking down Hobbs. Um, we're taking down <laughs> Brixton. Sorry, that's my. I was putting in my own. Yeah, yeah uh, no, I, I know what you meant. Here. <laughs> uh, but the way that they have to take down Brixton is one of them has to take a punch so the other can throw a punch. So it just involves The Rock and Jason Statham taking punches. Uh, in order for the other one to take down Brixton, and the fight choreography is quite good in this in this end fight. It's, I liked it. A it's lot. great, and I like the background they had given 
you know, Brixton with Shaw and like they and, and honestly, it's a testament to the physical acting that Idris Elba does that you actually sympathize when he when his stuff starts shutting down. He, he kind of realizes everything is coming down and that everything he's been fighting for is kind of not BS when he's when he's being shut down by uh, Etienne. The fact that he and this, like I said, this is a testament to how good Idris Elba is as an actor. The fact that he can make me feel that on a character that I should just be like, ha ha, done. It, well, so, so let's 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 sl- let's slow down just a little bit because they they have they have Brixton beaten. His implants are malfunctioning, and they have a gun. Uh, and another thing that I love that they did is they put the gun into the hand of a body on the ground to activate it before they go over there to to shoot him because they have to. And and we have learned the past between we because we haven't even said this. Brixton and Shaw were part of the same special forces unit mm-hmm. in the past, and Brixton turned on them and is the reason that Shaw was forced to become a villain because he framed him for the death of their unit. Um, something that happens to Hattie Shaw at the beginning of this movie and was a nice way for the two of them to reconnect. Um, I guess that's fine. Uh, it worked for me because I like Vanessa Kirby and Jason say them working together. I think they're well they have, that they and you get the nice little bow in the post credits because at the beginning of the movie, the mom says, I just would love to see and she gives, she gives the, uh, the Alfred thing. I would just love one day to see both you and your sister come in to visit just visit your poor old mom. Yeah. And it's, it's great. <laughs> so with that said, um, but so, so gun in hand, Jason Statham is Jason Statham, Deckard Shaw, excuse me, is holding it to Brixton's head. You can say Jason Statham. I've already killed you once. I'm not going to do it again. And he throws the gun down and you, and you wonder for a moment, is this going to be a moment of redemption or potential redemption? But then the voice, the Etienne voice comes in and basically says that Brixton wasn't who they were looking for. You know, they were, they were always a, a loose end. They were never precisely what they needed and shuts his systems down. And just the look on his face as he realized what's happening. And yeah. And, and the, the, I forget the specific line he says, but it was always going to be this way, huh? And he shuts down and just falls off of this cliff into into the sea. It's it's a cool moment, and it's made it's, better. It's a, because, it's a great because, moment, and again, it's because they hired a phenomenal actor to be their villain, and dude delivered. They also had someone writing a good villain because last last week we had Charlize Theron, who was a phenomenal actress, delivering some of the worst lines in the entire franchise. Yes, uh, but. Agreed. But he just I mean, honestly, that I mean, that dude's always been phenomenal, but like he just he puts in the work. And that's the thing. I, I mean, no matter how you feel about any one person, everyone comes to work. Everyone does really good with what they're given. Part of it is because you have this additional screenwriter to me, because I think they smoothed out a lot of the bad writing edges. I mean, it's certainly miles above uh, Fast 8. And. And maybe that's even more why I have such a high opinion of this movie, but also, yeah, just having a great villain works. Like if you have a great villain, it makes everything so much more fun. You can have moments where the rock doesn't deliver something very well. Doesn't matter because you got Idris Elba just chewing up scenery. You get this cool, like sinister, like conspiratorial, like group that, doesn't get shut down at the end of the movie. In fact, the the leader of Etienne says, you're on our radar. And of course, the heroes go, well, you're on ours. And no, the, the, at the end, the Etienne <laughs> voice says, you don't remember me, do you, Hobbs? Yeah. Which and we're is, supposed to we're supposed to be like, oh, which is where I thought the Ryan Reynolds connection Locke. was going to come back. But no, it didn't. Anyway, because we even get well, you know, it, it still could because we get this post credit sequence of like Ryan Reynolds. Like, oh, we got another virus. <laughs> yeah. Right, and, that, he, he, and, and gives in detail to the rock's daughter. So, what it does. so so I'm I, I'm I'm good. I hate to spoil this because it's so funny. But <laughs> Ryan Reynolds lock CIA agent lock 
proclaiming that the rock or the Hobbs and Hobbs's daughter sound identical on the phone is <laughs> so funny. It's it is so, so funny. funny. And, and the wordplay back and forth that he does, uh, obviously not even in the same room as, as Dwayne Johnson. It's so, so good. I don't, I don't love the other, uh, 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 post-credit sequences the 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 shaw siblings breaking mom out with a c4 cake is fine uh, i love that i mean because again we, we get we have a setup for that and the joke is like you know she asked for c4 before and they bring an old school like file in the cake routine it i don't know it was funny because they talked about how stupid that would be the the last post-credit sequence that we get is a retaliation for the TSA joke that Shaw had played. And uh, basically the cops uh, show up at the pub that um, Statham drinks. And I can't remember the name. It's a cool name, too. Uh, looking for Hugh Janus. Yeah. Well, that's they, not they the, had to I end. will say. That's not the last post-credit sequence. The very final one is a return to Ryan Reynolds' character. <laughs> oh, oh, right. That's yeah. Uh, uh, I guess I, I mixed them all up. Um, it's I, 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 I loved this movie. I, I had such a good time with it. Um, it set up some really cool stuff for a potential sequel or maybe something down the line. Um, it really could have been. It's uh, it could have just been a movie with Jason Statham and The Rock. It didn't really need to be a fast movie. Like, yes, it helps, like, because you don't have to establish all this backstory about why these two guys hit each other because like, oh, it's a Fast and the Furious thing. But I mean, the direction, the action direction is so good. We didn't even talk about most of the action sequences of this movie, which are really, really fun there. There is a, uh, certainly some some liberal CGI uh, what works here, but uh, honestly, I think all the scenes work so much better than the last one. There's a good scale. Uh, the way that the director kind of zooms out and kind of makes the the heroes look small against everything that's happening kind of helps weigh in the the kind of not hopelessness, but that the whole world's against you kind of thing that this movie brings in. And I mean, it's just a really, really fun movie. And it's it's such a weird one in the in this franchise because like I personally would rank it really really high, but it's also not a fast move at all. No, uh, in fact, in some cases it's very very slow. Um, I think <laughs> this. <laughs> I there again there are parts of this movie that I like a lot. Most of that is performances by Jason Statham and Vanessa Kirby and Idris Elba. Uh, I I think this movie is about a half hour too long. Um, a lot of the action is fun, but I am someone that gets caught up in stuff making sense, and that is where I have issues. <laughs> I I, right. I I did like a lot of this movie. I don't want to put a huge anchor on it, uh, much like the anchor of attaching the character Hobbs to anything. Um, (laughs) But again, I I feel like I am because of, because of character history. Like I feel like if I hadn't, if this wasn't Hobbs, if this was just a rock Jason Statham movie that was completely separate from everything else, I'm not sure I'd have the same complaints. Cause I have so much pent up uh, stuff with this character that I struggle with. I just I don't know, but there's there's a lot here to like the cameos are fun. The the there is more witty back and forth between these two characters that was, as mentioned last week, quite frankly, bad in fast. Fate of the Furious It was fate of the Furious we just did, Um, right? that we talked about, you know, Jason Statham throwing out these one liners and 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 Hobbs coming back with, yeah, well, I'll punch you like th- it was not that bad. They, they they upped the game and these two characters interacting with each other. I just I don't know. I, I still I have baggage uh, with with them. And that is I understand me back from 
fully enjoying this movie. Um, I do want to see Hattie Shaw in a lot more of these movies, and I don't know if she is in any of the other movies. I hope so. I don't know either. To I'm be perfectly pretty honest. sure that Jason Statham is in some of the future ones, but I, I don't know whether uh, Vanessa Kirby is. Um, and I haven't looked because I tend to spoil myself on uh, right. Wikipedia. So um, <laughs> I and I I've I've not looked at anything, especially since, you know, with these movies getting so wild of characters coming back and stuff, I don't I don't look at. That kind of stuff and until after I've watched the movie. Um, and I mean, so this movie uh, did not meet expectations, but still performed pretty well. It made seven hundred sixty point seven million dollars on a two hundred million dollar um, budget. That is not nothing to to shake a stick. at, Right. And I mean, really, the the franchise doesn't recover from Fast 8. And and I can speak now still hasn't because after, you know, the one point was it like five billion dollars that uh, Furious 7 made Fast 8 uh, still you know, had the excitement. Fate of the Furious still it, made $1.2 billion. It, it broke the billion. And as we look at next week, when we talk about F9, uh, which they just called it F9. Um, they called it F9, or, or as the person says, F9, the fast saga. Yeah. Um, F9 was a budget of $225 million with a box office of $726 million. Now, F9 came out in 2021 of 2021. Yes. That like we all know that COVID has impacted box office, especially then. Yes. Um, so we will we will see next but, week. Yeah. Um I I am I'm am really curious to see where the franchise goes from here because uh Fate of the Furious was a huge dip in quality. Um, Hobbs and Shaw, as we both said, I mean, I loved it. Drew was middle of the road on it, but we both can agree. Very fun movie. Uh, There's fun to be had, and there is certainly less so in Fate of the Furious. I am really curious to see if, you know, in the face of, of COVID, people need entertainment. They got the band together. Is the magic still there? Um, what happens next? So I'm I'm really, really curious. I haven't looked at the cast list or nothing because I want to I want to go in as blind as possible, because so, from here on out, I know nothing. So I know one thing about this movie, and I'm not going to tell you what it is. But it is a new character that will undoubtedly surprise you. A new character. I Interesting. Believe, if I had to guess, I believe it's the villain of the piece, but we'll see. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Uh, um, so, gang, this, I think, is where we are going to end our conversation tonight. I feel like I don't have anything more that I can add to the conversation that isn't just repeating what we've already said. And you know what? That's fine. So uh, next week, of course, we're talking about F9, the Fast Saga two nine for fast what no nine fast nine furious nine fast for y'all thank you uh but i I do remember i do actually remember who the villain is because it's another wrestler i've i've seen the trailer for this movie yes um i I just i got i get them all mixed up do do you know do you know the actor do you know the character yes because the the trailer uh said as much he plays uh well plays a character's sibling yes which is like so that's all i know come out of the woodwork yeah uh so with that said gang uh we are going to end the show here if you would like to reach out to us you can find us at the more where you can find this and every other episode of our wonderful fantastic show that we've been doing for more than a decade oh my gosh wow uh but you can also 11 or 12 years i can't remember anymore who knows who knows it was 2011 that we started so wow are we in year 12 that's my lucky number although we skipped a year so maybe that factors into things yeah uh, i don't know we've been doing it forever doesn't matter (laughs) does not matter anyway so 
uh, themoreyourner.com, this and every other episode, you can uh, go to facebook.com slash themoreyournerd and you can uh, find us there. You can, I will never call it X to us. You can tweet to us. You can tweet to us at themoreyournerd for as long as that is still around. And you can go, uh, we're on Blue Sky. Still haven't posted anything. We're on Blue Sky at The More You Nerd. If you want to check us out there, we should probably start a Threads account. Haven't done that yet. Uh, don't I'm ha- not doing Threads. <laughs> don't have an Insta. There's no More You Nerd Insta because we don't. I think there is. We just never used it. I mean, it's all tied to Facebook. Who knows? Anyway, gang, we will see you next week to talk about F9. Oh, my gosh. We are almost to the end of this. And I have to say. I'm a little excited to do something else but that's not because oh, i don't come on it's not because i don't like these movies it's because we've just been doing them oh no so I, I, long. I know that i i felt that like towards the at the end of lupin too when i was like all right i'm, I'm ready to do something else as much as i'm loving lupin yes like uh, I, so, I i get it uh, although uh I, I will say uh fair warning september is going to be weird because drew and i both have vacations and uh different stuff going on so it's going to be a little wacky <laughs> yeah uh but you know we've been through that before uh so we, we will see you on the other side see you next week gang and we end the show as we always do with a rousing nerd, nerd. Out. out do nerd for y'all <laughs>